and they're hard to teach us this morning. Bishop, take your liberty. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands again in the tabernacle. I prefer the organ. Amen. Come on, lift your hands again, everybody. The Lord is is awesome. He is an awesome God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to Him. And make Him feel welcome in the house. The Bible said, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Everything that hath breath praise the Lord he is worthy to be praised from the uprising of the sun and even to the going down of the very same the Lord's name is worthy to be praised I'm excited about the Lord do I have a witness I don't mean emotionalism I mean excited about the Lord if the excitement does affect my emotion at times that's okay. But when I'm moving, when I'm sleeping, when I'm walking, when I'm dancing, when I'm running, when I'm quiet in the most silence of the moment, I am excited about the Lord. And you need to know that the most important beam the most important being or element to think about at this time is God. With all the beauties of the earth, with all the the wealth, the gold, the diamonds, the precious stones, the the fame, the oil, and all the roses, the various colors, the perfumes, all the fragrance, the excitements, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, name them, the heights, the higher heights, all of this. All of these, the precious stones, the jasper, the emerald, the chalcedony, the onyx, the amethyst, all the carbons, and all these things that you can talk about. The greatest of them all is Jesus. And if you are not excited about Jesus, it is because you don't know Him. But when you know Jesus, it gives you unexplainable, inexpressible joy. Joy that comes so strongly within you that you don't even know how to express it. That is when you know the Lord, when you understand how good He is. Hallelujah. 
And I've got news for you this morning. He's here. Amen. He's here right now. Shake two persons' hands and tell them, Welcome to the hall where Jesus is today. Come on, tell two persons. If you're afraid to look them in the eyeballs, just look in the foreheads. Amen. Come on, tell it to somebody. You are in the presence of the Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet Heavenly Dove. Stay right here with us and fill us with your love. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord as I take the time out to extend greetings to your illustrious bishop and pastor, amen, overseer, Dr. Trevor Neal and uh, the First Lady of the Assembly, uh, Missionary Neal, and to all the, the officers of the church, to the, the saints of like precious faith into uh, Pastor Carter and the group that came along with him to all our visiting friends that are here to the children to our musicians and technicians and to our multimedia personnels and to all of God's wonderful people Amen It is indeed a pleasure to be back in the house of the Lord today Amen. We bring you greetings from the Grand Cayman Islands. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. They said it is the jewel of the Caribbean. Amen. It's very quiet. Amen. And the Lord has blessed us to be there. Amen. Spreading the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the best of our little ability. Amen. And we know that to be here, it's indeed a pleasure. Your bishop and pastor was with us and his wife in our convention in May. Amen. Our biannual convention. And he was certainly a blessing to us somebody open up your mouth and shout I love my pastor if if you don't love your pastor you have no right to be here amen praise the Lord Amen. You should love your pastor and you should take care of your pastor. I didn't say that you should give him what you should give to God, but you should love him next to God. He's your under shepherd, the one who is leading the sheep. And you know, you can know goats from sheep. Because sheep love shepherd. Goats stray. Amen. Hallelujah. But we're told, don't spend time stoning the goats and starve the sheep. But you ought to love your pastor. If you don't love your pastor, you can't love me. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Genesis. And we're going to be keeping the atmosphere open up, the rumbling of the music and the lifting up of our spirits and the invoking 
of the presence of God. Hallelujah. For in His presence there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. Why not turn with me to a verse, a passage of scripture, which is taken from Genesis. And Genesis is the book of beginnings. Amen. Praise God. Enjoy your testimony, Pastor. Amen. Young man, I call upon you because you're strong. Amen. May the Lord richly bless your ministry. Just stay humble and watch what the Lord will do. For there is no specific limit as of to where He can take a humble person. Praise God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I'd like to ask the engineers to throw a couple of verses of scripture on the board for me when necessary. And I will speak as I'm led. Amen. For a short moment of time. Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. Let us read it together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. One more time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's go to verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. If you can believe Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, you can believe anything in the entire Bible. Did you hear what I say? Everyone stand. Let's breathe the word of prayer. If you can, please. Father, we thank you for your word and your power. Thank you for your inspiration. Thank you for your anointing. I pray that you'll inspire us today. Bless us like you have never before. Breathe on our hearts now. Let breath of life, hallelujah, illuminate our spirits, illuminate our soul. Thank you for what you have done and what you are about to do. In Jesus' name, somebody say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can make my monitors as hot as fire. Engineers. Amen. We've been speaking for quite a while now, Bishop. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We've been speaking for quite a while. I talk very regularly. Amen. I have a a full-time monthly program going in England by radio. I have four other programs going between the Cayman Islands and Jamaica. Amen. So I talk regularly. And you need to understand that the most of your strength that is exerted is when you speak. One of our presbyter was told at some point when he went to the doctor that a Baptist message... A Baptist sermon that is read from a little piece of paper is worth digging about 
40 yam hills in the countryside with fork and hose. So not to mention somebody who preach and yell like your bishop. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so that's why we have the support of proper microphone system. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars getting equipments, giving these guys Amen. So, in Israel, they use the system of standing below the foot of the hill and put the people on top. And then Jesus would speak from where the wind was blowing and then the wind would take, that was the acoustic, the wind would take his voice up to the people. And even today, when you go to Israel, they're using the same strategy when you're out in the fields. They allow you to stand at a place where the wind is blowing your voice into the other direction. And that was why Jesus could speak to even 40,000 people and everybody heard. But God has given us more knowledge and so we have the microphone system. We know how to use the airwaves and stuff like that. Amen. And God is giving mankind everything that is necessary to prepare us. Amen. For His second coming. I'm excited to be in this convention, my wife and myself, will praise the name of the Lord, and I, I'm hoping that you're excited to have us here too as well. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. The, the, the theme of your, uh, your convention is, is, is about harvest, and uh, this morning I want to speak to you on one of the subtopics, which is uh, the supernatural abundance in harvesting. The supernatural abundance in harvesting. How many of you know that you serve a supernatural God? You serve a God who has no limit when it comes on to blessing His people. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. We're living in a world that is miserable, a world that is perplexed, a world that is confused. But nevertheless, nevertheless, we have a God who is not confused. The God we serve is an awesome God, is an all-powerful God, is a, is a mighty God. He is, someone said, the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The Bible that we're using, ladies and gentlemen, is the life force of the earth. It is uh, the voice of God to man. And so when we open the Bible, we expect anything to happen. We are activating the heavens when we come into the presence of the Lord and split the Bible open. When you say glory, when you say hallelujah, you're activating heaven. And when you raise your hands, you're saying, Lord, I am over here. So everyone that raises a hand right now in this house, it's your antenna. And when the antenna is raised, you are actually activating heaven. That's what it is. You notice there is one on the radio, there is one on the television, right? What the pole or the antenna is for, it is to pick up information from the outer world. So when you raise your hands, it's not just a matter of raising hands, but you are interacting with heaven, you are interacting with the angels of heaven, you are interacting with God. You serve a supernatural God acting in supernatural realm, giving supernatural outflow to the body of Christ. It is not for you to be natural to touch God. You have to step from the natural to the supernatural. And this is how you activate the power of God. But it is by the word of God that we activate the power and presence of God. And today as you are coming to the house of the Lord, I want you to understand that it's harvest time. It's harvest time. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I will speak as I am led for the short period of time that I am standing here. Praise the Lord. In a session like this, you look at two to three things. You look at preaching, you look at preaching, and you look at teaching. Now you have a theologian here 
as your your pastor, amen, and leader. Uh, Dr. Trevor Neal, I have a quick check on him, and when I checked him out, he's, he's a man who is well learned, and you have a gift, amen, in your uh, congregation leading you, and you have all the rights to tap into his intellect, his uh, theological ability, and the qualities that God has given him to build the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. You have a man that you can trust that when you bring uh, or Fort McMurray in, amen, he has the ability to train them to, to download the words of the Lord uh, to them. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. He's uh, uh, theologically equipped. He's pedagogically equipped. He's hermeneutically equipped. And I believe he's homiletically equipped. And so you have a great pastor here. Amen. Praise is a no-nonsense man of God. And I want you to understand that when God gives you a good shepherd, you should pray for him. You should take the strain from off his back. You should lift him. And remember, number two, that I have never, with all, I've been to Israel 14 to 15 times, taking groups into Israel, and I've never at once seen a sheep, uh, a shepherd giving birth to a sheep. It has always been the sheep that gave birth to the sheep. So the empty chairs in the church is not the pastor's responsibility to fill them out. Sheep must have sheep. And this is how you're going to have a great congregation in a short space of time. When the sheep started having sheep, the multiplication sign becomes bigger. And this is one of the things that give you great harvest. I don't hear the folks. Somebody better praise the Lord right now. And so, I'm going to be giving you a charge as you're dealing with harvest in this conference. I'm going to be giving you a charge. Each person coming to the service should come with five people that you have invited. Come on. It's a seed that you're going to sow in this conference. You are going to show how much influence. If you live into a community and you cannot influence five persons, whether you be a rum drinker or a Christian, something is wrong with your intellect. And you are supposed to have the influence to be able to bring five persons. Come on. I think I have a $100 in my pocket, whether it be Canadian or or, or Jamaican or or Caymanian, but there should be a $100 in my pocket tonight. The first person who show up at your five will get that $100. I hope I forget. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord, but I say it already. But you ought to understand that it is sheep that gives birth to sheep and not shepherd. So when you're looking for a great harvest, the sheep, they're going to have to go out and begin to knock on doors. We have a short time left before Jesus return. Come on somebody. And so we want to bring our mind to a place to see the kind of world that we're living in. Oh praise the name of the Lord. Religion has motivated the massacre of millions over the years in such horrific events as the, the crusaders, the inquisitions, reformations, war related to the protestant, the catholic counter uh, reformation, slavery, ethnic cleansing, slavery, uh, segregation and racial discrimination. Even this new millennium commenced with definitive act of religious terrorism. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 sent shock waves through global uh, nervous system of mankind and continues today to fuel the fires of conflict, hatred, fear and murder throughout the world. No wonder they caught Mr. Bin Laden. Uh, come on somebody. Our world is, has been turned upside down by, uh, by terror. Come on somebody. You need to know that the people that represents Christ, we are not a religious group of people. We're not religious. We are Christians. We are children of God. The Bible said in the book of Saint Matthew that we are the salt of the earth. Come on somebody. And the salt of the earth is to give taste to the earth. 
wherever you place the salt, it, it should make the place salty. And hear what the Bible said, salt is good. Jesus didn't tell us what amount to eat, but he said salt is good. So you eat the amount of salt that you can manage to take. But I'm saying that God is relying on the church at this time to step out of religiosity and to step into a place where you are become a child of God and recognize that it's harvest time. Come on. And in the harvest, God wants to pour out his abundant blessing upon the world, not just the church, but upon the world. It is the Spirit of the Lord that is going to bring ah, the sheaves. Come on, somebody. It is the power of God that is going to draw Calgary to Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. So we're going to have to get ourselves fully armed, get our helmet on, our breastplate of righteousness, our loins girt about with truth. We're going to have to swallow our pride. Come on, somebody. Humble ourselves. Get ourselves ready and say to the Lord, I'm over here. I'm ready to work. I need to be empowered by your spirit in the harvesting field. The writer declare that the harvest is ripe. The fields are white and ready to harvest. Come on. There are crying souls just about everywhere around you right now. Men are hooked and drugs. Men and women are trapped in the room of pornography. All kinds of immoral sins and need a word from the Lord to bring them out. Hundreds and thousands of children right now don't know the Lord. They live on pornography. They live on rum and beer and smoking tobacco. They need to hear the voice of the Lord. The church has got to rise up and step out without fear and let the world know that we are the salt of the earth. Come on, somebody. We are in charge of the politician. We are in charge of, of the religious groups, the Muslims, the, the, the Hindus, the Buddhists. Uh, come on, somebody. We are the ones that stands to represent Jesus. Uh, Buddha said, go that way. Confucius said, look the other way. But Jesus said, I am the way. Come on, somebody. So you serve the true and living God, not a God, not just a prophet, but you serve the immutable, unchangeable God. Come on, somebody. Genesis 1 and verse 1 has power, or oh, praise the name of the Lord, that gave to mankind that wisdom and that knowledge as of to know who God is and where we are from and where we are going and what amount of power we have. Uh, Moses uh, standing in the presence of God, the greatest of all prophets, the, the leader of prophets, the only person that talk with God mouth to mouth. The only person who heard from God without being in a vision, without prostrating on the ground. The only human being that stand in the burning presence of God without falling out and God spoke to him and showed him the plan for the life of mankind. Even showed him how he would strip himself from his royalty, from his heavenly royalty, take the robe off and walk out of heaven without the angels in heaven knowing that he would have come down and right there in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 we heard Moses spinning it by saying the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent come on somebody that was thousands of years before God brought himself down to his 
possibly lowest common denominator to bring redemption to mankind in the person of Jesus Christ. Come on somebody. So in the beginning, in the beginning God in the beginning, not Confucius. In the beginning, not money. In the beginning, not your hips, your lips, and your fingertips. But in the beginning, God, come on, the supernatural God, the Elohistic God in concert with Himself. In the beginning, He is the first. He is the last. Everything is around Him. Everything is underneath Him. He is in control of everything you don't have to worry about the inflations around you come on you don't have to worry about what Mr. Barack Obama is doing or even the president of Canada is doing you serve the master of creation the giver of life the founder of time and the founder of eternity come on the one who said let there be and there was, come on, the one who gave the luminary lights uh, and the one who also gave spiritual light. Uh, as I begin to talk about him, I begin to feel excited. Uh, come on somebody, it's harvest time, but you can only harvest uh, when you get out of the natural and step over into the supernatural. Come on, hunt somebody and tell them, get out of the natural, get out of the natural, get out of the natural. Get out of the natural. You're going to have to get out of the natural. Come on, come on, come on. The natural cannot please God. The flesh cannot please God. You're going to have to step up. Tell somebody, step up. We see a God who is not flesh. Although He has made mankind in the flesh, but He is not flesh. As we witness the events taking place around the world, we begin to realize that biblical prophecies like this one are coming to pass. Both the frequency and severity of natural disasters such as earthquakes, hurricanes and tsunamis seems to be on the rise. Evil seems to be increasing, not decreasing in society. Rebellion, everybody say rebellion. Wars and rumors of wars fill the evening newscast. Hunger is terrible, is a terrible problem as nearly one billion of the worlds will go to bed hungry tonight. Financial crises are uh, affecting, affecting countries around the globe where deceit, lies, insecurity, fear abound. People are desperately looking for answers to these problems. But neither government, nor political leaders, nor religious system seems to uh, be able to offer valid solution. Sadly, religion has for the most part offered the world only historic God, an elder of days who sits on his throne waiting for the world to fail so he can punish it. A distant God who lacks both supernatural ability and an ultimate relationship with mankind. Thankful this ineffective God is not real. He is just myth. But we know a God, a God who never, never fail. You need to understand, folks, that the world look upon us as apostolics, as People who just come to uh, gather ourselves in a building and uh, uh, just clap our hands and run a bit, a little bit and lift our voices. And they don't understand that we are the ones who represent God on the face of the earth. We are God's representative and the world is looking up to us for answers. Oh praise the name of the Lord. In preparation for uh, the coming harvest season, I have spent uh, a few moments uh, talking to the Lord, listening to His marching orders. He never opens such unbelievable opportunities unless He gives a battle plan. God has given your bishop a battle plan for this uh, 
this conference. And I don't want you to look at me as if I have anything to offer. I wanted to look at God and pray and said, Lord, give him a word today. Come on, somebody. I believe the coming supernatural harvest will have unique resolve in the lives of the believers. There is coming a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God upon the church. You better believe the Lord. You better have faith in His Word. You better don't come to church looking to the preacher to bring down God. You better come with some faith in your heart to ignite a fire in the Spirit. Come on, somebody. This harvest, everybody shout, this harvest. This harvest for this church. This harvest will bring an abundant opportunity of blessings upon the lives of God's children that will enrich our our lives in every area including divine strength and provision enough to meet every need so we will enjoy no lack of blessing promised to every believer in the word of God Proverbs 28 27 throw it on the board Mr. Engineer Proverbs 28 27 and 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 there is no Chartridge in God's storehouse. Can I take my time and repeat that one more time? There is, Bishop, no chartridge in God's storehouse. God has abundant riches in His storehouse. But you're going to have to activate God, activate His mind for Him to Pull down the blessing out of heaven and raise you up as not just a church, but as a blessed church and as a blessed people. When I looked at the vision of your leader, I think he wants to go much further than where you are today. Where there is no vision, the people perish. There has got to be a vision, and there has got to be a visionary. Come on, somebody. Where do we go from here? In the next six months to one year, are you planning and having the same flow of the anointing, the same amount of money, the same amount of anointing? uh, Come on, somebody. I believe that every child of God should have an expectation for an overflow. Come on, somebody. There is supposed to be an overflow in the house of God. God is a God of miracle. Come on, somebody. I am prepared to tell you that if your God that you pray to cannot hear and answer your prayer, you need to cancel him out and get the right God, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Sitkanu, Jehovah Shammah is a God that is here, there, and everywhere. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you are stuck in your intellect and in your flesh, I want you to climb one little step higher and climb into the supernatural realm where your intellect is not dictating to the move of God. You've got to have some faith. I hope your bishop will give me a little chance to teach on the subject of faith before we leave this convention. Because I've seen that because sit for a while, let's talk a little bit. I've seen that our world has gone back to the Garden of Eden. We have sold out faith for knowledge. Knowledge cannot substitute faith. Come on, somebody. Oh, God. Let's look at uh, Proverbs 28:27. It says, For he, yet he that giveth unto the poor shall not lack but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse it is when you give then you get you want to get a harvest money you give money you want to get a harvest I don't hear the folks 
You want to get an harvest of clothes, you give clothes. You want to get an harvest for shoes, you give shoes. You want to get some love, you give love. If you want to get some joy, you give joy. Come on, somebody. In this conference, we are up to breaking every curse. Everything that is a curse. We're going to put some blood on it over here. My God, you need to put some blessing on your chair right now. Your hands are blessed. Your voice is blessed. Your my God Almighty, we are walking in the abundance right now. We are stepping in the supernatural. Come on, somebody. We walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, look at somebody and tell them, I am going by faith. It's not by sight. The Bible said, He that cometh to God must first... Believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Sit down for a while, sit down for a while, I have a few more minutes. My God, my God, my God. Give me the other verses of Scripture. So you are not cursed, but you are blessed. You are not cursed, but you are blessed. Uh, I, 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 the strongest part of my ministry is really preaching, and sometimes I want to teach and I feel I'm going off, but I have a few information for you, I want to, I want to push it on to you. Now, give me the other verse of scripture, it's, uh, it says, for he know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that uh, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that he through his Poverty might be rich. Somebody open up your mouth and shout, I'm rich. Somebody open up your mouth and shout, I'm blessed. I hate to see apostolic folk walking around with their heads hung down and begging and bowing and crying and whining and weeping and mourning and wailing. You ought to throw your heads back and square your shoulders and let the devil know you are a king's kid. Sit down for a while, sit down for a while, sit down for a while. We can take it to the next level, but I want the church to know that when you are in a harvesting field, you've already sown the seed with your prayer and your fasting. You're now looking for supernatural abundance. Come on. Somebody said abundant. God is a God of abundance. He blesses us abundantly. Abundantly, He is not limited in the things he... Look at the term rich. Rich with clothing. Rich with house and land. Rich with the anointing. Rich with money. Somebody open up your mouth and shout, Money cometh to the body of Christ. I... Maybe I'm making a mistake in saying that in the church here, but uh, we say it in the Cayman Islands. Uh, you know, there are times you go to church and you see a lot of people with their heads hung down and they look like they sin or they look like they commit adultery or fornication. Never ever. They can't pay the bills. And sometimes, you know, the Bible said money answered all things. And I don't tell you to love money. I tell you to love the use of money and use it wisely. But you know the devil uses money to make a lot of people backslide, to, to smash church, to crush church. God has given us money as our monetary exchange so we can build the kingdom of God. Uh, come on somebody, we, we want to shed some light on the use of money. It wasn't that created for prostitution and for witchcraftism. It was created to build the kingdom of God. And the Bible said, it is God who hath given you the power to get wealth. 
Come on, Bishop, you are seeking for souls to be baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with the Holy Ghost, but money answereth all things. You need money to pay the bills. You need money to buy a car. You need money to send the children to school. The lack of money sometimes is the root of all evil. Oh, I don't, um, that's Dalbert Clark's chapter 4 and verse 6. The lack of money sometimes is the root of all evil. You serve an awesome God. You, you serve a great and powerful God. The devil wants the church to live under... Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down for a while. I'm coming to you. Now, there is no shortage where God is concerned. Not only will our needs be met, but I believe there will be such abundance that there will be seed beyond our needs. The church of God is just praying for something to match their needs. We want something that will go beyond our needs. Psalm 1 is where we find the blessed test. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's, that's, that's what we call the blessed test. If you, now I'm opening something to somebody who need a miracle right now, a supernatural outpouring. Go to Psalm 1. If you pass the blessed test, amen, everything is going to just overtake you. If they're going to run after you and they're going to overtake you. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law. Somebody said, I am delighted in studying the word of God. The devil is afraid of the word of God. You don't know how scared the devil is when you open your Bible. That's why a lot of us can't open it. You don't know when you open the Bible and begin to read, the devil tremble like leaf. For he's afraid of the word of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Can I teach a little bit here? When you meditate on something, that thing becomes you. Solomon said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do I have a real church here today? If you think poverty, you are poor. If you think riches, you are rich. If you think blessings, you are blessed. But you need to activate the blessing with the power that God gave you. For life and death are in the power. Don't look at me like that. You're scaring me. Open up your mouth and say yes. Because I know what I'm saying. It's a fact from the Bible. Open up your mouth and speak it like you know that you know that you know that you are a child of the King. My God Almighty, and together we will experience the unthinkable. Somebody said, I can't even think it. It's the unthinkable. It's too much. It's too awesome. It's too powerful. Come on, somebody. God wants to put us right now under the canopy. Ah, like Niagara Falls, the blessings are flowing down right now. Like Niagara Falls. Open up your spirit. Open up your soul. Open up your mind. And flood your soul. Flood your spirit. Flood your mind with the word of life. God wants to take this church to the next level. But your intellect is standing in the way. Oh God, we have a Bible college in the Cayman Islands, and you have a Bible college in this church. We try to train the intellect. Come on, somebody. We study the word of the Lord. But not only that, we train our spirit man. We exercise our faith. Because to touch God, you've got to touch Him in the super natural. You didn't have a conference to be the same. You call this conference to turn your inside out. You call this conference to educate yourself. 
the next level. Look at somebody tell him I'm going higher. I'm going higher. Watch me next week. Watch me next week. Watch me the week after. I'm gonna drive a different car. I might move from this one bedroom to a two floor house. I'm gonna pray more. I'm gonna fast more. I'm gonna pass my blessed test. I'm gonna cast every demon out of my house. Come on somebody. God has given you the power and the anointing over principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm talking to the folks on my right at this time. You need to throw your hands in the air and don't let your past hold you back. But pass your past and tell the devil I want my miracle and I want it now. Look at someone and tell them now. Tell them now. Look at someone and tell them now. I want my miracle and I want it now. I want my healing and I want it now. I want my breakthrough and I want it now. I want my strength back and I want it now. I want my money and I want it now. I want my job and I want it now. Somebody that can move, Satan, move. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a praise. Take a praise break right now and talk to yourself. Talk to your circumstances. Talk to your lack. Talk to the extraordinary God. Open up your spirit. My God and money. Sit down for a while. Sit down for a while. Do I have ten more minutes here, Bishop? Alright, sit down for a while. Let's talk. Grab your Bibles and let's talk. The Bible said from the King James Version of Psalm 1, the blessed test. Can anyone put your hand on your chest and say, I passed the blessed test, so I'm blessed. Come on, somebody. I passed the blessed test. I'm not afraid to say it. I've been through the fire. I've been through the water. I've been through the flood. But I'm blessed. Don't be afraid to look back at where the Lord brought you from. I heard one of your famous TV preacher the other day. He was sharing as God has given him so many blessings in the natural today. When he used to be at the place where they had green beans for dinner. You know, hear what I'm saying. He said when the electricity went out, he told the children they were having playing hide and seek. Come on somebody. When they couldn't find meat for the food, they would use ketchup. Oh, you know, hear what I'm saying. But look what the Lord has done. And people would see T.D. Jakes and say he has 35,000 members. And he is a multimillionaire. But he said he used to dig ditches with his hands until they bleed. He used to walk in the line with the food stamps with his cap over his face. Come on, somebody. It is not where you are now. It is where you plan to go. I don't know who I'm talking to. Oh, basic school is not the limit. Go to Harvard. Go to Princeton. As long as when you get to Princeton, pride won't mess you up. You'll come back as a university student speaking in towns. Oh, no problem going there. Come on, somebody. For the Bible declares that the fool that said in his heart, there is no God. So whether they hold a PhD or a DDV or a VVV, it doesn't really matter. When you study, you need to understand that God is the head and not the tail. He sits high and look low. You serve a God of miracle. You serve a mighty God. 
You serve a deliverer. You serve a healer. You serve a healer. You serve a great, big, wonderful God. Come on, somebody. You need to understand we saw... Sit down for a while. Sit down for a while. You're driving me to preach. Come on. But let me push this in your spirit before we shout. You need to sow your seed. We sow our seed each time we give to the work of the Lord. Don't be scared to give to the work of the Lord. I feel the prophetic anointing coming over me right now. Now, Bishop, you need to understand, if I ever get into this pulpit, if I ever get into this building, your ministry is not going to be the same. For right now, the heaven is activated, and God is getting ready to blow your mind in this church. Come on, get ready, get ready. Which way will you expand this place, Bishop? Back or front or sides? You're going to have to expand this place right now. I feel the prophetic coming on me right now for the move. Somebody say, Bishop, you wouldn't get further. But the devil is a liar. I now reverse the curse of the enemy. We're going to build more. We're going to pray more. We're going to fast more. Come on, somebody. Get ready, get ready. Fourth McMurray, your time has come. Devil, shut up. Heaven, open up. Lord God Almighty. Somebody open up your mouth right now. The windows of heaven are open. We send the blood of Jesus Christ in every critic nook and cranny of the city right now. The abundance is here. You can't stop it with your bad mind. Somebody turn to buy excuse me. I came in an assignment. Oh God Almighty. Somebody open up your mouth and say, Devil, shut up. Heaven, open up. It's time for the abundance. Go around and shake somebody's hands and tell them it's now. And not tomorrow. It's now. It's now. Look at somebody and tell them your miracle is here. Your miracle is here right now. You are walking in the supernatural. My, my, my. Can I take two more minutes? Alright, sit down and let me take two more minutes with you. You see, one of the things that we want us to understand, it is sowing time and reaping time. Come on, somebody. Sow the seed. We sow our seed each time we give to the work of the Lord. As the seed is cast, it produces precious seed. As the gospel is proclaimed, and the lives of men and women are rescued from sin and transformed for eternity. Somebody say the seed. Somebody say the seed. You are going to see God move in this church like never before. Somebody said after this. We're now opening the heavens. You have got the authority to open heavens. Come on, somebody. We're opening the heavens right now. This church is going to see more weddings, not funerals. Weddings. This church is going to see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. Thus saith the Lord, the Egyptian that you have seen today, tomorrow you will see them no 
Lo, I came with an assignment to open the heavens. Look at somebody, tell them, open the heavens, open the heavens. Open the heavens, open the heavens. My God Almighty, every seed has an amazing God-given potential to multiply. Everybody repeats after me, every seed has an amazing God-given potential to multiply. Except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. John 12, 24. 